You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Hey, everybody. Um, hope you enjoyed last week's episode, Myth of Adolescence Part 1. And before we do Part 2, uh, we had an opportunity to have a few special guests come and talk to us on our podcast. And we really want you to hear those. So we're going to take a break from Part 2 and let you listen. We were able to have Miss Trina Hankins, Mark Hankins, and even a special missionary that we want to let you guys listen to. So we're going to be taking a break. But this week, we'll have Miss Trina Hankins on. And really, she has a heart for young people. So it actually ties in to the series that we're in. So we'll go ahead and let you listen to these special guests. And then we'll jump right back into Part 2 of The Myth of Adolescence. Hope you enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Sewing and Growing Podcast with Jay and Jay and T. And T. So we are the Sewing and Growing <laughs> <I'm> Podcast. <tea>. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are T. Oh. <laughs> That's not your new name. It's just your first initial. Well, they call we... me Nana T sometimes. Oh. Because huh? I'm a Nana. I don't know if I will call you that on this podcast. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to yeah, be no, dishonored <laughs> and call you Nana T. But we will call you Pastor Trina Hankins. We're so honored to have yes. you. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. This is exciting. It's very Kate exciting. Kate texted me and said, Miss Trina wants to do the podcast. Um, and I was thrilled because we got Pastor Mark this morning in our staff Devo. And now we get you on the podcast. So it's like a double dip. We're getting a double header. We're getting double a, a double header. Usually a double header is not fun in baseball when you're in the hot heat. But a double header, when it comes to the word of God and teaching, I'm all oh, for man. it. Good double one. revelation knowledge. Come on. That's right. And... We really endeavor to be a voice for anyone, but we're endeavoring to be a voice for this generation of the spirit of faith, of faith, and look at different things in the word, different things in our culture, different questions that arise all right. through a faith standpoint, and also relationally, because Pastor Jonathan and myself have uh, good chemistry together. But we'd like to talk to you about what you see in this generation and maybe yeah. how we can continue in the spirit of faith, carry on the message of faith, grow in our faith for this generation. I am so excited. You know, you look at the society nowadays and you think, oh boy, they're all going to hell on a handbasket. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a great move. In fact, this summer, Mark and I were involved with youth camps, youth conventions, great gatherings of young people who were on fire, were hungry, and excited for the word and the move of the Holy Spirit. So I am thrilled to see what's happening. And wasn't that part of Brother Hagen's mandate to teach and demonstrate so that a movement of the Holy Ghost wouldn't be lost to any generation pre coming after, right? You're making mm -hmm. me happy. <laughs> Lord, I'm God, telling you, I yes. always love making my guest happy. <laughs> That's on. a great thing. <laughs> this is right up my alley. You know what? I was raised in a Holy Ghost church. My dad and mom, you know, and Assembly of God, and we learn to pray as young people. Mm -hmm. We learn to intercede for our friends. And we saw a great move of God. That was back in the Jesus Revolution, oh, back in the uh, 70s. And we saw in our little town, Burlington, Colorado, small town. But we saw such a move of God. We had three coaches on fire for God, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, you get coaches on fire. 
Oh, yeah. In a school. Wow. They said, come on over to our house. We had like 200 young people coming over, and then they would get in our church, and then um, my father, you know, he said, well, I don't care where you came from. I don't know how you look. I don't care. But come on in the church, and you're going to be a part of the worship, the prayer, the praise, and he uh, raised up ministers. So that's my roots, and I'm seeing that happen again and again. And this church that we're a part of is fruit from exactly that. (laughs) Pastor Craig wasn't born with a Bible in his hand. (laughs) Oh, we have a good story about that. Oh, with yeah. with your with your father that's asking where I was him. Leading. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what you were leading. That was the transition. Because he apparently was not doing all the best things when he was younger. Pastor Craig. He was taking pills. He was taking pills. We, but what he needed was the gospel. The gospel. Ah, you got it. So yeah. He was working on a sidewalk outside my dad's church, <laughs> and every time Daddy would pass by, Pastor Craig would. He wasn't pastor back then. He was. The Craig McCune. He had a reputation. That preceded him. Yeah. And uh, he would kind of duck down, kind of shield himself. He didn't want to talk to my dad. And my dad said that uh, about the pills. You got any pills? I got got the gospel. So for those of you who don't know, Pastor Craig McCune was the founder of New Creation Church um, in Glenwood Springs. And then he passed the torch on to Pastor Mark Bentliff. And this cool how this all ties together um, because now they're pastoring in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. His son married my sister, and now they're pastoring over there. And then Pastor Mark has been faithful in this church for how many years? 30 years? Over, over 30, 30 years. And now his daughter, Kate, works for you guys in the ministry. It's all interconnected. And it all started out of Burlington. So if people were wondering, can anything good come out of Burlington, Colorado? <laughs> This ministry, your ministry, Salt Lake, all of that has ties to Burlington. Yes. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty awesome. And it starts with Jesus. You know, he's the head and he's the Lord of the harvest. He has a plan and he's not in a hurry. He's uh, willing to wait for the harvest. Precious fruit of the earth. The precious fruit of the earth. And he has some precious fruit that we don't think are all that precious. You know, he has some plans yeah. <laughs> for people that don't quite fit into the mold, like Pastor Craig McCune, you know, and he got born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost, went to Ramah with his wife, Sharon, glory, and uh, came back and started a church here in it's roundabout way, but he ended up here in Glenwood Springs. And the rest is his, his story. His story. <laughs> Got it. That was cheesy. Kind of like yeah. gospel, but yeah. praise God. <laughs> now, to bring us back to what we were starting to talk about, we talked about what you're seeing in this generation, doing youth conferences, seeing the fire in these students' lives. And I was talking to Pastor Mark Hankins, your husband, and he said the same thing just minutes ago about the fire that he saw. You sharing stories about coaches getting baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, 200 people. And naturally what a lot of parents, students might see are completely different than that right now, but we can see with different eyes. Maybe you can speak into that. What things have changed from when you're a kid, when you were a child, when you were a student, there's obviously social media. Does that change all the game? Social what do we need, media, yeah. What do we need to do as parents to start taking what we're seeing in the spirit and seeing it in the natural in these students' lives. You know, you can always pray 
and you pray for laborers, you pray into the kids, you plead the blood of Jesus and all of that. Um, and have, have a, you know, Mark talked this morning about having an expectation, a positive expectation. So instead of moaning, groaning, you know, you pray and you believe uh, for the results that Jesus said yes. there would be. He, he said to his disciples, most of his disciples were young men. That's true. He yeah. chose young people to follow him, yeah. and they were not all that good, you know. <laughs> they didn't get along. They were diff di from different backgrounds, you know, pretty rough, and they would quarrel, and they were jealous of each other, blah, blah, blah. But one thing about Jesus, he sees potential, yeah. and he says to the young people, he said to Peter, follow me. He, he just followed, he just called them, and they came to him, and he made them what they were yeah. he never stops what he starts and he sees great potential in this generation yeah. Yeah. yeah we need to see in these students lives what they can't see and bring it about in them that's yes. how we have provision for their life we're pro for the vision that god has for them so what are you guys doing well, I'm endeavoring I'm to do that. I'm just confessing. <laughs> and my positive expectation as a positive confession, that's what we're doing. But I realize they need to know there's a hope in Christ. Yes. So if they can't see it in mm -hmm. me as the leader, if they don't hear it in my voice, if they don't yes. see it in my actions, then the picture, if I'm the leader, isn't there. And if I'm not excited about it, if I'm not saying yeah. it, if I'm not demonstrating it, how are they going to see it? In my life, right. but then eventually in their yeah. life. Yeah. Right, right. Is that fair? Yeah. I think it's fair. Okay. It's very fair. <laughs> uh, one thing, I mean, and Pastor Mark uh, mm -hmm. Hankins, for those who are listening, mm -hmm. we, we have two Pastor Marks. Um, uh, he talks a lot about identification with Christ. And so with the young generation, understanding identity mm -hmm. is crucial. And, you know, that's on my heart, my, on my wife's heart. Um, she has a, a ladies Bible study. You know, it's been said, if you don't know who you are, you're going to act like somebody you're not. Right. And there's so many things pushing for your attention and really trying to push an identity. We've got, we've got, you know, buzz words like identity politics, identifying as something that's very superficial. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not who you really are. And so understanding, getting this young generation to understand that their identity is not found in what they do or who they hang around or what they're consuming, but their identity is in Christ. Um, and when, once you identify with Christ, like you said, the rest is his story. His story. Um, he can really take you to places that you couldn't go with yourself. And you're talking about potential. And I think it was Miles Monroe that said this, that, you know, the goal in life is to die empty. And he was talking about dying empty of your potential, having right. used all Use of your potential. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's the, that's the key there. Understanding, like you said, kids have potential. Mm -hmm. And I really think the the key to that is what you were talking about earlier, being filled with the Holy Spirit. You went to a Holy Ghost church. Yes. So can you maybe just talk about how important, because I know you can do great things for the Lord and not be filled with the Spirit, but there's a whole nother level. It's hard. It's, that's a <laughs> great way to put way. it. Yeah. It's hard to do it without him. And you want to give up. Yeah. For sure. But, you know, Jesus, going back to what he said, before he went to heaven, he said, don't go anywhere. After he was raised from the dead, he told his disciples, yeah. this is number one. Go to the upper room 
until you are clothed with power from on high. There is no way we can be a dynamic Christian, live a successful Christian life or anything without the help of the Holy Spirit. So that's exactly what should be number one on our agenda and leading the young people, you know, there's so many crazy things going on. Why should we be ashamed of speaking in tongues? Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've just seen in my own children, grandchildren, the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit because he is the ability of God. Yeah. He is the anointing that destroys every other kind of mess that is going on in your head. He burns yeah. it up. Yeah. And um, I saw it with my son. Mark, my husband, you know, he says, well, I want my kids to taste this power that I have. I don't want it to, to fade out with the next generation. Mm -hmm. So he took Aaron yep. on a trip with him to Europe. He went to a, a meeting over there. And in that meeting, you know, kids need to get away from their environment. I Amen. I love camp. I love all these places you can get kids away yeah. from the culture around them and uh, they can plug into what God has. So Aaron got so full of the Holy Ghost. He was what we what we say drunk right. on the floor laughing and he had an experience. Kids need to have an experience. Oh, you yeah. can argue with, you know, a testimony or whatever you, you know, a, theology or whatever, what I believe, you believe, blah, blah, blah. But you cannot argue with an experience. Ugh. It makes me yeah. think of a study Pastor Mark is doing with the young adults, and we were going over Moses leading the Israelites yeah. out of Egypt. Yeah. Before they went to the promised land, he took them to Mount Sinai, which is where Moses experienced God. He wanted them to have an experience so they knew God before yeah. they went right. to the promise. And I think that's so powerful. I often share and get motivated whenever I'm doing a camp or a conference because I truly believe and I know that I wouldn't be here, wouldn't yeah. have had this sustaining force to make it through difficulty right. if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost empowered moments in the experiential yeah. manifested presence of God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. You're I, making I'm your guest happy. On, I'm trying That's what to you're get doing my, right now. up about it because it's true and it's good to put yourself in remembrance of yes. those times that we yes. have with the Lord. Yeah. It's a regal, yes. holy regal remembrance. remembrance. Yes. And I want to say that God is manifesting Himself powerfully to this young generation. Just this summer, like we said, hundreds and hundreds of young people just melt under the power of God on fire baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm thankful because that includes my grandkids. Yeah. And one thing I confess for my children, my grandchildren, is that they love righteousness. They hate iniquity. Therefore, God has anointed them yep. with the oil of joy. And once you experience that, you know that anything the world has to offer is nothing. Yeah. And it's just faded away. It's fake. Yeah. And God is a real thing. And the Holy Ghost is a real deal. Yeah. Well, like you were saying, experience. And I was just thinking about once you have an experience, a tangible experience with the presence of God, then you have a testimony. Yeah. And we just had a guest here uh, last week. Well, yeah. I don't know. When, whenever this podcast drops, it was a while ago. But 
Todd White was here and he said that a testimony is not debatable because you're standing right in front of that person. You go, you, I guess you're calling me a liar. Then I, I, I experienced this. I know that I know that I know. And you have a a testimony, man, that's powerful. It is. And that's why Jesus says, you go to the upper room, Acts 1, 8, and you shall receive receive power. power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Mm -hmm. What is a witness? Somebody Someone that's testify. been there, they've yeah. experienced, they know, and then they're going to say what they saw. Yes. And that's exactly what happened on the day of Pentecost. Yeah. <laughs> they were all in one place, right. one accord, and there came a sound. Every one of them witnessed that. There yeah. was a sound, and it came from heaven. We yeah. believe in the supernatural, <laughs> and they had it. Yeah. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, right. and it caused them to begin to speak out in languages they never had said in that room or not they were outside they were out in the streets what came from that room crazy public baptized in the holy spirit speaking languages they didn't know what they were saving they'd never seen anything like this before and they were on fire the holy ghost was set on fire so in the city there were people from iran iraq turkey um North Africa, all around that region, and they heard their own languages. The Holy Spirit being spoken out like that caused the hearers to hear God's praise in their own languages. That was a convincing witness. (laughs) Yeah. And that day, it provided an uh, avenue for Peter to stand up and tell what happened. And 3,000 got saved. Yeah. What do we need for a move of God? We need <laughs> the Holy Ghost. Not That's by good. might, not right. by power, but by my spirit, says the yes, Lord. Yes, yes. Amen. I was thinking um, experience that I had in high school was actually at a youth camp. And Aaron was the guest minister. Oh, really? And Share he that. taught on Acts 1-8. You shall receive power from on high. Cool. And um, I was making really dumb decisions. Oh. And... <laughs> You know, no one's ever done that, right? No. Um, <laughs> and I, I was, he said, if anybody feels called to the full-time ministry, get up here. And I didn't go up. And my youth pastor came up and he said, you sure that's not you? I'm like, Ugh. So I went up there, he prayed over me. And that day was like turning point in my life. I decided to go to Rama after that camp. Wow. And <laughs> the rest is his story. Maybe we should call it like that. That's the, that's the title. kind of fun. I don't know. His story. Yeah. But man, like Aaron... Dude, I don't know. I mean, it's all through the Holy Spirit. It's all, all yes. glory goes to God. It but is. he was a vessel and he was put in that time. It was an yes. appointed time. It was a divine appointment um, mm-hmm. and it changed my life. I think it's in one of the epistles of John, but he said, he who does the will of the Lord will abide forever. Yeah. And I think whenever we're full of the Holy Ghost and we minister by the Holy Ghost, there's a legacy impact that happens. And that's exactly what happened. Those Prayer times in Burlington, mm-hmm. look at the lasting generational yeah. oh, impact yes. of what's happened. Oh, yeah. So when we go, we'll abide forever. Of course, I'll be in heaven. I'll be rejoicing. But even more than that, the fruit of our lives is eternal fruit mm-hmm. that continues on. Yeah. It is. And that's just the fruit. And that's what we want for our generation. I know this is something that came up when Jonathan was a youth minister, but that these students would have a faith that outlasts high school. Yeah. Yes. And that there is a... 
trend for some students that fall away for a season, experience the world, and then come back. But that doesn't have to be so. It doesn't have to be so. And the more they experience and we bring them, just like you said, your husband, Esther Mark, brought his son into the experience they don't have to go through the no. difficulty because they've experienced him That's and it right. keeps them from the difficulty. That's right. In fact, Aaron graduated from, you know, he went to secular high school. He was a tennis champion. Of course, I'm mom and I'm proud. But also he got awarded the best character award. You know how they pass yeah. out awards for You're the senior class. You're probably more proud about that, weren't <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> and he would go on these tennis trips and all the guys, it was their goal to get him to smoke pot, you know, <laughs> and get get him drunk or something, you know. He's a preacher's kid, you know. Getting, Break him. Yeah. <laughs> and he never did. He just never did. Why? Because when you know the real, you don't want the faults or the fake. real Well, I think that that's a – because, uh, I mean, sometimes ministers, kids, they get this bad rap. Yeah. And, you know, casting no judgment, but I think sometimes there's a difference between being raised in what we would call religion – and being raised in the actual manifest presence of the Lord, right. you know, cause there's, you know, we, the, the term going around like church shirt, we can talk about that on a different podcast. No, we probably won't, but <laughs> it's because people are coming in contact with religion. What is what man is trying to do mm -hmm. to earn God's mm -hmm. grace and favor. But when we understand it's nothing we can do of our own power it's not of our own works and we actually experience true religion yes. and the true manifest presence of god like you said it's the real it's so people real. fall away because they think they've encountered the real but it's it's the fake it's a facade it's a put on and they get disgusted by yeah. that and we're we're recognizing i mean you're you're the youth pastor right now john this this next generation is wanting something real Amen. something real Amen. and you know we gotta we gotta give them the Holy Spirit. Jesus came from heaven. Yeah. He was a manifested, you know, God in a body. And he walked into horrible situations, walked into the woman at the well. He read her mail. That's supernatural. That came by the anointing. And it do, it's not age defined. It's young people can be anointed with that. And so he changed her life with the supernatural experience. He gave, that's a gift of the spirit. And word then, of knowledge, word of wisdom. Pardon me? Word of knowledge and word of word wisdom. Word of knowledge and word of wisdom, working through Jesus, but it's it can work through young people, work through our youth pastors. Since it's a gift, it's not dependent upon maturity. No, no. Because it's a gift. It's a gift. And it changed her life. And what did she do? She became an evangelist in she one the hour. Whole town. She got the whole town, you know. And so the baptism and the working of the Holy Spirit uh, brings the satisfaction that this world needs. That's it. Jesus yeah. said in John 7, 37, you know, they were doing their, you're talking about religious duties, you know, and it was so dry. And Jesus walked in, and I believe that there's people, the body of Christ is Jesus manifested mm -hmm. we're his body and jesus walked in there and he shouted he said hey y'all that's nothing come to me <laughs> right. drink from me so there belly. is a thirst in this generation yeah. that's trying to be satisfied with and the it's wrong about thing. our ability to recognize yeah. Yeah. have the holy interpreter to recognize right. how they're calling out and what they're <laughs> actually calling for and that we have that's right. right i heard t.l osborne before he would minister would say 
what I have, everyone needs, and what I have, everyone wants. And that would position him to minister from what he had on the inside That's to right. come out. And everyone has a gift. That's every, every Christian has a gift. Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift. Aha. I put my hands on you. Why do we lay hands? You know, we lay hands on all the young people and everything. There's a fire. It's like... You know, have you seen the pilot light that's out? Right. It's all hooked up. Yeah. All it needs is a spark. And when you lay hands or you communicate through your voice or the love or an act of kindness, that is the Holy Spirit coming through you and it ignites the gift of God and faith in whoever's listening to you. Nothing is impossible. No person is without potential. So to maybe gather up all the things that we're sharing in this podcast and talking to parents, youth leaders, people who are invested in this upcoming generation. So often we can get so passionate about teaching the right things, but don't miss out on getting them caught up in the presence of God and experiencing those things. Cause I don't know. Is it fair to say it's equally as important? It's everything. It goes together. It, it's They're one and the same because yes. the word has confirmation of the word built in it if oh, we'll believe yes. for it. Yes. And when you just, you love like Jesus, you love people like Jesus. And that's compassion. And that compassion is real. And everybody knows real. That's and a so, good word. you know, you might be different from somebody else. You might say things differently. It doesn't matter when you let that river come out of your own spirit. And it's the compassion of Jesus. It will open hearts. It will open the hardest hearts. And you're not saying come to my church. You're not saying act right. But they feel the love of God. And that is irresistible. What boom. else is there to say to that? <laughs> boom. Other than boom. I was going to say yeah, that. I would say that's a <laughs> mic drop Amen. moment. Maybe don't boom. drop the mic. But... <laughs> I see I, you have your Bible open. Is that as a specific scripture you were wanting to read? Oh, wow. There's so many. But um, one of the verses that has stuck with me and helped me from a child, because sometimes you compare yourself to other people and you think, well, I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not good. I don't have that, whatever. But listen. You are important to God. And what Jesus said in John 15, verse 17, says this. I say it a lot. And it says this. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have ordained that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit will remain. And whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do it for you. That is dynamite. And right now as I'm saying these words. I see that about you. I see that about you. God has chosen you. And if he chose you, he has ordained. He's got a plan. He's got a destiny. He's got a path for you to walk in. And he's got all the ability you need to do what you need to do. He's got it available to you. And you're going to bear fruit. I see this generation as a very fruitful, young generation, more than ever before. Guess what? Jesus' revolution is going to be eclipsed by what's going on in this generation. Uh And whatever you pray and you Mm -hmm. believe for, 
teach young people how to pray in the name of Jesus. Make it simple. And um, whatever they ask, it shall be done. He said he'd do it. He'll prove it. He'll he'll yeah. come through. Amen. Man, that, like, what'd you say? That's dynamite. What else do you need? I'm thinking with communicating this to young people, it's really important to say, hey, listen, what God really needs from you is, is your yes. Yeah. Because he's chosen you. And yeah. once you say yes to that, he's not going to call you something that he's not going to equip you for. He said, I've chosen you. And guess what? I've also ordained you. Yeah. I've given you the goods and I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So sometimes we think, man, I'm not qualified. How am I going to do this? Did you, do you know where I came from? Do you know who my parents are? Mm -hmm. God's like, I don't mm -hmm. care about any of that. I want your yes. Mm -hmm. And when you give me your yes, I can work with that. You can work with that. And you just say yes Come on. every day. Yeah. My granddaughter, Avery Jane, precious, precious. She's an ORU uh, sophomore, you know. Yeah. And she really struggled in her high school years and struggled with depression, cutting, blah, blah, blah. She'll tell you. She said she had victory right at her fingertips, but she didn't realize it, you know. She knew what she needed to know. And it wasn't till she said yes mm -hmm. every day. And she would confess the word and say that yes every day. And she went from defeat to victory. Yeah. And what I see and what we're sharing qualified, that comes out in a Pauline prayer that's in Colossians. Yeah. And you're qualified to partake. And that mm -hmm. partaking is that experience of that. Again, it's not just the teaching. Yeah, you're qualified. You're qualified. But come in and experience the partaking of that. Yeah. And in that partaking, it's a testimony. No one can take it away from you, but you can take it to somebody else. How do you partake? How would you say that? I say by faith and action. You just take it as it is. You, mm -hmm. you take a step. Yeah. When, when you hear, whatever you pray in my name, ask and you shall receive, you ask and you receive. You receive. You take the step. Mm. But in, I think a lot of students that I see they sit back in their chair. Even last night, some of the students, they sit back and like, ah, I don't know. This is, there's this transitionary phase where that's my dad's thing. That's my mom's thing. But yeah. the moment you partake, it's mm -hmm. now your thing. thing. Mm -hmm. And once it's your thing, it's mm -hmm. your God. Mm -hmm. And the results you're getting are your results. Mm -hmm. And it's no longer their faith. It's right. your faith. Mm -hmm. Never That's give where up. the connection yeah. comes. Yeah. And what Jesus did on the cross was to connect us to what the father had for us. Amen. So never, never, never stop doing what you're doing. Keep it up. Is that a divine mandate you're putting on? <laughs> it is. I'm putting it on you. He chose you. He equipped yeah. you. He, he gave you an right. assignment. And really, uh, the heart of God and the work of Jesus is the harvester. He wants it. And he loves this young generation. And he has sent you and he's equipped you to harvest them. I want to ask you. How would you tell somebody to partake? Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. How, how would you tell somebody to yeah. partake? You asked me, but I would <laughs> how be do a you fool partake? if I didn't ask you. She took her glasses off for this uh -oh. one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, wow. It's a personal thing, isn't it? And it comes with a personal contact with God and just realizing He's done the hard work, and I'm going to believe him. And I am who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do, and I will. And um, 
partaking of him is his word. It's in my heart. It's in my eyes. It's in my mouth. It's not my dad's religion. It's not my mom's religion. My dad showed me Jesus. I could see it on his face when he was worshiping. I knew it was real. But then when I took that step, and, you know, it was an easy one. I said, I love you. I love you. And when I said, I love you to God, he said, I love you. And then it was that contact, and I partook of him. And I don't think sometimes you realize in the moment what you got until later on. I know I got filled with the Holy Spirit when I was 12 in my room. Really? Beth Jones wrote a book, Bible mm-hmm. Basics, but she wrote a Bible Basics for students. And I got that when I was nine years old. And my parents stopped going to church. We stopped going to this church. And I picked that book up when I was 12 years old. And it said, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, pray this prayer. So I said, man, I thought I had to be water baptized to be baptized in the Spirit. I hadn't been water baptized. So I read the prayer. And I just thought, I don't know if that's it. I don't know. That can't be it. Really? It was that simple. It was that simple. But I partook. I took the step. And I, I occasionally would pray in the spirit. But then when I was 16, I started coming to this youth group. And the second night I came, they're like, there's people that need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I said, I'm going to get the real thing now. I'm going to get the real thing. So I asked, hey, I'd like to be pray- filled with the Holy Spirit. They prayed for me. And the same thing I received was the same thing I had back then. The and same. sometimes mm-hmm. you don't realize what you got till somebody confirms it. But take that step. And I just, yeah. man, I'm, I want to see my students be action takers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think that's it. You don't have to have it all figured out before you go. But you, you're a great example. And sometimes I think pastors and youth leaders, you know, if you don't see results that you want, you get discouraged. But keep your expectation on the Lord, that positive expectation. Yeah. Isolate that expectation yes, on Him. Yes, What you're Praise doing God. is working. Thank you. And it's not in vain in the Lord. It is not. And it's, it's working Amen. because you know what? God, I mean, we're not the, we're, we can't make it happen. God is the one who will make it happen. He brings He'll the confirm increase. his word. Man. We like to end our podcast with something called the wisdom of the day. Did he let you know about this before? No, I'm sorry. Well, I'll let you know. This well, it's is never good. too late we, to know. We have some new <laughs> listeners to the podcast. Yeah. So what the wisdom of the day is, it's the one takeaway similar to the Bible study. Your husband said, hey, I want to know what somebody learned today. It can be a quick word. It can be a sentence. So for each one of us, it's the takeaway from what we talked about today. Uh, We won't make you go first because you're a guest and you didn't know about this. I get the final word. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's the way it'll be. Would you like to go or are you uh, laughing too hard? I'll go. I'll go. I sometimes want to take the word get passionate about it, teach it, teach it, teach it. And to my own demise, it might be in a little too intense here. I don't allow the demonstration of the word. I don't allow the Holy Spirit to confirm oh. it even after the teaching. And just looking at my own experience, looking at your experience, looking at Pastor Jonathan's experience, that experiential knowledge of the Holy Spirit confirming the word that has been taught is yeah. equally important it as is. the teaching of the word. So for parents, for myself as a leader, Leave room for the Holy Spirit. Let him lead it and he'll confirm it. Yes. Yeah. Mine is very similar. And you mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast about experience and how you can be taught and 
all, you know, seemingly all the right things, but until you experience it for yourself, it's not something that you can communicate effectively. Right. Um, uh, and I was just thinking about something that my youth pastor told me when I was younger, he said, your parents, Jesus won't save you. And you had mentioned that too. It's not my dad's faith. You, you saw the love of God or, or I can't remember how you mm -hmm. said it, but you saw it in his eyes. You saw it on his face oh, yeah. and you believed it was real, but it wasn't until you experienced it yourself. And so for young people, it's so important to understand that your parents, Jesus won't save you. That sounds blasphemous, but what it means is the personal relationship mm -hmm. and the experience mm -hmm. is the most crucial thing for your faith mm -hmm. to outlast high school. Did so. that give you enough time? I know you were intently focused ah. and invested in what we were sharing. Oh yeah, she was. She was all in. I she was like all that. in. She was focused in on what <laughs> we were saying. She Thank isolated you for that. her expectations. Yes, that's the truth. Well, I've known you guys for a long time. You know, seeing you grow up here, and um, it's so rewarding just to see you make choices to follow God more and more and more in every phase of your life. And um, that's what God is. He's a God that doesn't just call you once. He calls you again and again. And, and he leads you more and more. He's with us throughout every phase. And uh, every generation, is it belongs to him. And that's our cry, is faith for every generation. And uh, the igniting of the Holy Spirit in everybody's life because the Holy Spirit is the one who energizes and creates within us the desire and the power to do whatever pleases God. That's Philippians 2, 13. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, good. And so um, I think um, I really appreciate this opportunity with you guys. And I want to say you're doing a good job Thank and you. keep it up. Don't ever feel like your voice is insignificant. John was a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, you know. He was just one. But he made all the difference in what he did. Not only, you know, was heard by people, but heaven heard that. Yeah. And what he did made room for what God uh -huh. had in a plan. Jesus came on, on that pathway. So just keep doing, be faithful. The good work God has begun in you, he will bring it to a full and flourishing finish. Yeah. Hallelujah. And, and go, yes, yes. Right. Well done, well Amen. done. If, if that's your final word every time, I'm always let you have the final word. <laughs> Pump my tires. Thank you. There's one last yeah. thing. We... Request of our guests. Oh, oh, and this is to juggle. We have that some balls is. here. We're going to juggle. <laughs> Not to juggle any balls, but to pray us out of the podcast. Would yeah. you be willing to pray us out of this podcast? Yeah. Praise? Pray. Oh, we can pray. We say? never praise that. You said podcast. pray us out. Pray like us out. Pray us out. I'm working on enunciating. Praying. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll do both. <laughs> praise God. I can do all things right there. <laughs> Come All right, on. let's pray. Yeah, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you. Our prayers directed to you that made heaven and the earth. We thank you thank that you. you are Father. You care about us. You have a plan for us. You have a destiny that we are your workmanship created in Christ Jesus to good works. Yes. And so, Father, you beset 
us behind and before, and you've laid your hand upon us. We are your creation. And so we thank you, Lord, that because of Jesus, we're a new creation and uh, there's nothing impossible. I speak blessing over this podcast. Speak blessing over everyone who's listening to this. Let the fire of God be kindled up inside of them. Let them just go forward in the plan that God has for them and know that nothing is impossible. And if they've fallen, that they can get right back up and keep going. And the plan of the vision that God has given them, the dream that God has planted inside of them is from you. And it will, it shall come to pass. It will come to pass. And so I speak blessing that God is on your side. The blood has been applied. Every need shall be supplied and nothing will be denied. So enter into rest. Know that you are blessed. You have passed the test. So you will get God's best. Amen. 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 Man, I was just thinking how timely your appearance is on this uh, podcast because we're Literally, the podcast before this, we talked about the myth of adolescence and really inspiring young people to take up the call and understanding that they have purpose, power, potential. So I thought that was really cool. It was very timely um, that that was on your heart. So thank you so much for being our guest today. And audio listener, thank you for tuning in. And catch us next time. Unless you're going to say something. You have the mic ready. He's always ready. We would like to have you again. So can we say for you until next time? Until next time. We'll be back. On the Sewing and Growing Podcast with Jay and Jay.